Hello and welcome back to the Fashion Founder Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I'm your host Charlotte and I am a fashion business consultant and I help sustainable fashion brands to either launch or scale their creative business. In this episode, I want to talk about the biggest mistakes that I see startup founders make when it comes to working on their fashion business. The reason I wanted to talk about this today was because I was speaking to a new founder last week on Instagram and we were talking through her ideas and discussing some of the first steps that she needs to take to get her business off the ground. And she asked me, what are the biggest areas that founders tend to go wrong when they're just starting out because I want to make sure that I can avoid those and I thought it was a really interesting way of looking at things to enable that she keeps the ball rolling you know keeps the the business moving forward but can actively be looking out for these common mistakes that, that founders make so that she can avoid doing the same. I want to discuss the three biggest mistakes that I see founders make. And these are the mistakes that tend to halt the success of the business and ultimately what can actually lead to people failing in in the first sort of year or so. So the first mistake I want to talk about is founders not having a niche for their brand. And I think the word niche has become a bit of a buzzword in recent months, years, And there's a lot of noise around the term having a niche, whether that's a product-based business or a service-based business, but it is so important. And having a niche basically just means having a specific area of the industry that you focus on that allows you to solve a particular problem for a particular person. And that allows you to really refine down who you're marketing to, what products you're offering and what problem you solve with those products. And having a niche allows you to really go all in on what's important to you. I often say that if founders work towards a niche or an area of the industry that means something to them that they feel passionate about, it makes marketing and selling and showing up online so much easier because it's authentic, it's true to who you are, it means something to you. So a niche can be something super simple as marketing to the taller woman. So let's say your brand is specifically for women who are five foot 10 and above. And so all your products are designed and created and developed to solve the problems that that particular customer faces and what you're sharing on your online space is relatable to that particular customer. And you never stray away from that because you know exactly what you're focusing on. And I think many founders start their business because of a problem that they faced. You know, they might not be able to find a particular product that solves a particular problem for them. And in turn, they've decided to scratch that itch for themselves and they want to build a business around that particular problem that they faced. And that makes things a lot easier for them in the long run. But some founders just know that they want to start a business. They've always wanted a brand. They've always wanted to work in the creative space. And now they're trying to find, you know, their point of difference. If you are the the latter founder, that's okay. Just make sure that you do spend some time digging deep, figuring out what you want to be known for and what you want your brand to, to be about. Because having that niche, having that point of difference, building a brand that people know, like, and trust will mean that that success in the long term, when your products are live, they're ready to buy, will be a much smoother journey and you'll be thanking yourself for it. So that's my first noticeable mistake I see founders make is that they don't have a niche they don't have 
a point of difference. So that's something to think about if you haven't quite got one yet. The second mistake that I see fashion business founders make is that they don't build a community online before they launch their products, particularly so if you are selling primarily online and your brand is, you know, your traffic is coming from the likes of Instagram, TikTok. It's so, so important to have a community. The last thing you want to do is spend all of this time designing your products, developing them, working with a factory, going through all of these processes to bring these products to life. These can take months, maybe even years in some occasions to have that launch day. You go live, your products are ready to sell and there's a tumbleweed because nobody even knew that these products existed. They didn't know anything about your brand. They don't know anything about what you offer. So they can't buy from you. And your launch is just a complete flop. The brands that focus on building that community from day dot, from literally the moment that they start working on their business, they start showing up online. They're sharing that journey. They're taking people through the process with them and taking them on that ride as they're going through it means that you're building that rapport, you're building that know, like, and trust that ultimately drives people to buy. And when that launch date comes, they've been ready and waiting. They've been on your mailing list. They've been keeping up to date. They maybe even chatted to you a few times on Instagram in your DMs and they're already on board and invested so that when you products do go live, they're there ready and waiting to, to click buy. And that's one of the biggest like the biggest mistakes a brand can make, especially in 2023 and beyond. If you are in the online space, you're an e-commerce brand, that is one area that you absolutely 100% need to spend time on. And I often say that time that you're spending developing your products, working with a designer, trying to get them, you know, to a commercially viable place, spend equal amounts of time showing up, sharing, marketing, and promoting. And so many founders say to me when they're first getting started, how do I show up online? Because I haven't got any products to show. You actually have so much to share. You're going through those beautiful stages of development. You're looking at fabrics. You're having meetings with your designer. You're speaking to factories. You're going through the sampling process. You're receiving your samples. You're doing amendments. You're doing fit sessions. You're ordering packaging. You're going into fabric mills. Like you're doing so much behind the scenes. So instead of sitting down at your laptop with a blank notes page, trying to think about what to say or grabbing a picture from Pinterest and posting that as like an inspiration image on your feed, start documenting your content or documenting your journey, should I say. So as things are happening, take pictures, take videos, have a time-lapse on your phone in the background while you're in meetings. Just be taking a shit ton of B-roll content as it's happening. And instead of when you do come to, to create your content, sitting there trying to, to find something to say, you can just go back into your archive and create content by updating people what you've been up to and showing them that journey you've been on. It's said that consumers often buy fueled with emotion and then they justify their purchase later on with logic. So if you can form an emotional connection with your audience, with your community and take them on that journey with you, they will much more likely to be on board, invested, 
and therefore convert from just a follower, someone who's been part of the journey to actually a paying customer. And with that, then you see increased customer loyalty. So each collection after that, you're seeing the same customers buying from you again and again. And that is purely because they feel part of something. High street retailers, fast fashion brands can't really do this the way that small businesses can because the volume of the sales and ultimately just the sheer size of the business makes that very, very difficult. As a smaller brand, you can really take advantage of that. And there may be times in the future when you do grow and it does get to a point where it's becoming more difficult. But what you find is that the brands who maintain that community feel for as long as they physically possibly can are the ones that that grow in, in a way that is authentic and sees that long-term success rather than, as I referred to before, that flash in the pan success that lasts a few years and then kind of dips off. So the third and final mistake that I see founders make regularly as startups is buying too much stock. So when it comes to buying stock for your collection, whether you have three pieces, you've just got one piece, it can be very, very difficult to navigate that when you're very early in the initial stages because you don't have data to look back on to help inform you what direction to go down. So often brands and businesses that are established will look at their previous sales on a previous collection or a similar collection, maybe last season's collection, and use that data and that information to decide how much stock, how many sizes of each line, different colors, different prints, uh, and, and what they'll put in that collection and, and how much of that stock they will buy. But when you're doing your first collection, you have no information on how best to approach that. So it's very much a bit of estimation that's involved and using what we know about conversion rates based on your online community. So if you have a thousand people on your wait list, then obviously you can use that as a pretty good gauge and indicator of how many people you think might buy from you. But if you've only got a hundred followers on Instagram or less, buying a hundred units, assuming that everybody who follows you is going to buy from you is not the most calculated option. I always say no matter what your budget is and no matter what your circumstances are for your very first collection, always, always start small. It's so much better to have a smaller inventory and sell out and have to buy more stock or have to do a second drop than to buy too much stock and it not sell out. You'd be sat on that stock for months. You're really keen to work on maybe a next season line and you've got all of this stock you're trying to get rid of that is not the situation that you want to be in it's much more productive to to buy less and to sell out and to be in a situation of like oh my gosh we've sold out all of our stock now we're going to need to you know replace an order with our factory that is a much better problem to have than to be sat on stock making sure that you look objectively at the community that you've built if you do have a wait list or a mailing list look at the numbers in there also look at your your followers and use that to help inform how much stock you're going to be buying because you do not need hundreds of units when you very first start out and it's a quick surefire way of 
your business failing is just putting too much of the cash flow straight into stock from the very beginning. And founders often say to me, so if I am just starting out and you're saying I should start small, how much should I buy? And it's a bit of a how long is a piece of string type question. And that's not me trying to give a cop out answer, but it really does just depend on the business, on the circumstances, who you're marketing to, your audience already. And there's so many different variables that come into that, which will determine how much stock that you need to buy. So if that is something that you're struggling with, then I obviously do recommend chatting to someone who can help you. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. There's no prizes for trying to do it all on your own and trying to figure it out on all on your own. So don't be afraid to put your hand up and say, look, I don't want to get this wrong. You know, can I have some help? But those are the three biggest mistakes that I see founders make. There's definitely more. There's definitely a whole lot more that founders can do to go wrong in those early stages, but they're probably the three biggest mistakes that founders make right at the beginning as a startup that could potentially affect the success and the growth of the business. So hopefully that is useful. And if you are at the very, very beginning of your journey and you're listening to this, I hope that you can take something away from that. Please make sure to take that on board, make some notes and make a conscious effort not to, to fall into the same apps. And if you are just starting out in your business and you're lacking direction, you need support, you're worried about all of the potential challenges and mistakes and roadblocks that might come up along the way, don't hesitate to reach out. As I said at the very beginning, I support startup businesses and established brands, whether that is with starting or scaling. We work on everything from niching, creating a brand, developing high quality, ethically made products, building a community, and then through to those conversions and sales that are ultimately what makes your business profitable. So if any of those are areas that you think that you need support with, head to my description notes, have a look at my Instagram and my website and learn a little bit more about how I can help you on the Fashion Founder. But that's it for today's episode. I really look forward to seeing you in the next one.